podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 339 of Film Bastards. We're in a very chill mood. We're in a very meditative place. (laughs) Kind of tempted to try some ASMR. We'll see how it goes. Um, We very much hope everybody is all right out there. It's a pretty fucking mental time out there. But uh, here we are. It's episode 339. And as always, I'm joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. Matt Foster, hello everybody. So, coming up this week, we've got reviews of um, the Vin Diesel film, which may go on to be a billion dollar grocer if it's the only action film showing in cinemas for the next year, um, Bloodshot. Uh, we've also got Craig Zobel's um, Red State, Blue State, everybody's a fucking idiot satire the hunt and uh we'll do some what we've been watching we'll do some twitter questions and whatnot we do have some breaking news however um you know because of coronavirus even after that kind of looks like the big screen film industry's fucked um it is uh, universal have announced in the last half hour or so as we record that um from this coming Friday, uh, The Invisible Man, The Hunt and Emma will be available uh, to stream in all territories where they hold the rights. Uh, US price to be $19.99, so probably 20 quid in the UK. And Trolls World Tour, uh, which is due out over here Easter Monday, will also be streaming day and date. Um they're, they're, they're saying that, you know, once this is all over and theatres, cinemas are open again, that, you know, the genie will go back in the bottle. But does it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it does. Because the thing is, The Hunt was predicted to perform OK this weekend and it performed quite poorly, partially because of the fact that people weren't wanting to go out. So that's why I think adding it to that. The Invisible Man has already taken over 120 million and has probably started to slow down. So fuck it, why not release that? And the same for Emma. The Trolls World Tour. Trolls World Tour. Yeah, fine. But no fuck has taken their fucking kid during Easter, what is it, when places are on a lockdown. So, but they will buy it for 20 quid to stick it on, what is it? 
But that, well, that, that, that's the point that, that, I mean, though, is if they make enough money doing it that way, will they bother? I still think they will, yeah. The thing is, you think about it, right? I bet Apple are fucking rubbing their hands. You know, if the like Trolls World Tour comes out usually and say the, the distributor gets 60% of the first week, um, the exhibitor gets 40% of the first week, Apple could well be like, yeah, we'll take 20% of of 20 fucking dollars. Thank you very much. Um, you Like you look at, and, and Amazon and all the other streaming services, you look at the terms that they're probably fucking willing to do this on. Like if, if, if they're like saying that for future releases, who fucking knows? Um, Is that there? I think that there's an element of that, but it's still, if it's 20 quid, it'll be dependent on things like how long do you get it for it'll be it'll be your standard uh itunes 48 hour period i reckon but no but if you rent something on itunes now and you don't start watching it, you've got it for 30 days yeah and what is it i can't see allowing well, it be a 30-day rental why not it's like i mean th- this is the thing they'll want to if it's stuff like that i think they'll want to to restrict it and put kind of some kind of safeguards on it. I could see it I could see it being a seven day rental. The thing is as well with like big releases, like say well, as an example, they did it with Endgame last year. If or Wonder been, Woman coming up. Or Wonder Woman coming No, because Endgame's gonna get far more people watching it. If you if you think about if they'd done that, people would have had Endgame pies. So they're not paying a tenner a person. They're paying 20 quid for like 20 people. Yeah, but then you're looking at that. So they'll lose money. They'll lose money. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm saying that. It is, I think I just... No one's having a fucking Wonder Woman party, have they? You'd be surprised. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that, that it's a little bit... that The films... The, the Trolls ones, the, the, the outlier a little bit on that because it's not been out yet. Mm. But the other ones are films that have kind of already had their their way chance, a little yeah. bit whereas the trolls one is a little bit like fuck do we just fucking dump this but the thing the thing is i honestly i don't think it is a question of dumping i think they could release that film in the summer they could just delay it and they'd be fine but universal have also got minions the rise of Gru over the summer and i suppose if they were going to go trolls or minions then yeah they probably would put trolls on vod don't get me wrong but that is still like it's it is the big kids easter release especially considering secret garden and peter rabbit 2 just got postponed as well um to go yeah secret garden's august now i mean the thing is trolls did decent business it didn't do fucking gangbusters it it's one of those trust me when i say it's one of those ones that has had a long tail on uh vod there's a trolls netflix tv show that that new trolls on a normal release weekend would do very very well like it it, there the kids at like lottie's friends like like trolls they know trolls um and it's a film that came out what like four years ago now Mm. um it, it's it, it's had a bit of a long tail it's been fucking trailered at every single kids film for what feels like the best part of a year 
like the amount of times I've seen the trailer for Trolls World Tour. It does seem like it's been coming out for an awful long time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, I'll be honest with you, I I was worried about how disappointed Lots was going to be that, like, she wouldn't be able to see it that weekend mm. um, because of cinema closures. And now, like, the thing is, Donna would probably watch it as well, but she wouldn't go to the cinema to see it. But she's watched Trolls. She she thinks it's all right. I think it's quite the first one's quite a charming little film. It's 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 fun. Um, I'm I'm now. Sorry. It looks like it would make your teeth hurt. No, but I mean, so colourful. Yeah, it it it, it, it does look like being smashed around the face with a pick and mix. Yeah. No, it's, but yeah, but I mean that's 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 the the style. It's just it's fun and it's light and it's quite it is quite charming. So the idea of just yeah, I'll spunk twenty quid on it. I will, um, you know, and if it means that for like forty eight hours, lots can watch it like four times, and then you know wait a few months and then buy it on iTunes. Yeah, fine. Do you know what I mean? It'll be a lock. It'll be a one watch lock. Yeah, I could see him doing that. It, but it's like I don't know. It, that gets tricky though, because it's like okay, you can pause it, and then it's like, okay, how long do you pause it for? If you accidentally like go back out to the Apple Apple TV menu, does that mean you're fucked? I don't. I don't think they'll do that. I'm. I'm not saying maybe it won't be 48 hours. Maybe it'll be 12 hours. But I don't think it's going to be like that. If they're literally charging four or five times as much than they usually do i don't know why the restrictions would be that like kind of draconian i get multiple watches but you know it's that it's a lot of money that the distributor is going to be um getting out of it i don't know why they'd be like why they would be dicks like that um it'd be a nightmare to protect against piracy as well doing it this way it's actually surprisingly difficult apparently to rip from vod that's it. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. If you know how to do it, you can do it. But like, I could quite, I could, I, I could do rip from a what is it, from a, a Blu-ray or a DVD quite easily. It's not, it's what is it? It's not that difficult. But VOD is. But VOD is, is a little more specialised. So thoughts could fucking do it. And if cam torrent quality would be better, like you could literally set it up in your house and no one getting up in front of it. You'd still find some fucking douchebag getting in front of it. <laughs> Cat just stood in front of it, licking the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's um, I, I, and I wonder now that they've done this, whether. Oh, hang on. No, okay. Um, I just seen someone saying they're going to be available for purchase starting this week for twenty dollars, and that seems a bit fucking nuts. That can't be right. Hey, about. Hey, about. Quality content right here. No, uh, on yeah, no, it, it's that person's just fucked up. On demand, forty-eight hour rental. Forty-hour rental, yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah, yeah. Is it, um, is it, is it confirms it's just those movies? It's just so far, just... Far. Yeah, so The Invisible Man, The Hunt, Emma, and Trolls World Tour. It's basically what Universal got the rights to that are in cinemas now or coming. Hmm. Interesting to see where it goes. 
Yeah, and it, 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 but the thing is, it's like Disney have never had an appetite to minimise the uh, the window. You know, their their films, they're like, yeah, see them on the big screen, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> excuse me, it does. I don't know if black if the situation is still rough in a month's time. You have to wonder. You have to wonder about Black Widow. Could get interesting to see how that goes now. The thing is, though, having a membership to Cineworld, I'm looking at it going, I'd, I'd rather wait. And if it gets delayed, I'd rather wait. I'm not paying 20 fucking quid to watch Black Widow. Yeah. Not a chance. It's, if, if it was the choice between... If, if the cinemas are back open in May, and it's like you know take the chance to go into the cinema or you know or, or rent it for twenty dollars and yeah don't get me wrong i'll go see it in the cinema um i i i think it depends on the movie though in all honesty like if it was something that i knew donna would want to watch as well like black widow and i knew that like we i could make it work around her i'd probably think about it um you know, by the time certain, I certain things I, I I'd certainly consider and look at and go, fuck it, I can do, I can do that. But then again, I suppose there is the other thing, like you're saying, Arian, for us, literally going out the cinema, um, if something starts at eight o'clock for us, it's we can leave at ten to, and if it finishes at ten, we can be home for ten plus ten, and parking's free, and it's and we don't have to worry about a babysitter. And if it, if it's if it's absolutely hauling it down, we're literally a minute to the cinema. So it, it's well, you a... say that, Mark. You do park on the opposite side of the fucking car park to where the cinema is <laughs> because you're an old old man. Hey, old man. I need to get my steps in. Shut up, old man. It's just how the fuck have they managed this with the with the exhibitors? It, it, it's like I just it, it you get the feeling it's either they've gone right you've already had these movies that they've had their their their, their opening weekends um and fuck it we'll, we'll do it with trolls because we might be close anyway but it, it, it might even still be on at the cinemas it's not like the pulling it from the cinemas is it but I mean it, it, it but the thing is it's like this this the big cinemas are you like in the UK, sixteen week gap. There's gotta be a sixteen week gap between cinema release and like streaming release. So like will Cineworld say Yeah, we'll put Trolls World Tour back uh, on when we're back open in late April or whatever. You know, do do they do that? Um Are you saying this? They're not I, closed. <laughs> No, but I mean, no, but at the same time, you've got Boris Johnson, like, saying, well, you probably shouldn't go to anywhere where there's like a a, a group of people. I'm not telling you, you, you can't, but you probably shouldn't. You know, it, it's well, like, yes, OK. Point of view, though, if he's not saying to cinemas, right, you need to close, they, have to they won't be able to claim on their insurance. So if Cineworld have to stay open have to staff it no matter how much of a skeleton staff that is for the odd idiot like me and mark that'll go it's worth it they'll be empty at least they'll be making summit won't they yeah the amount of people that are going to cancel we'll... they're going to cancel what is it though the next couple of weeks well i'm cancelling my gym membership until everything calms down because i'm not paying you can break me. Break me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not paying 20 quid for a gym membership I'm not going to use because I don't want to go and touch other people's sweaty gym equipment. So, it, you know, okay. people people will... I, I don't know whether people will with cinema subscriptions, though. Oh, I think people will. I reckon. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, I mean, like, what Cineworld do in that kind of situation is fascinating because, like, if they don't close, then technically they are still, you know... You can use your unlimited card whenever you want. No, we won't give you a refund. But at the same time, if the dam breaks like this and then you've suddenly got films coming out like at 20, 20 quid or something like that and you can stay at home, you don't have to pay for parking, you don't have to get a babysitter, then does that make the unlimited proposition all that less tempting? Um, for for people like us who go and like use their unlimited cards at least once every single week, probably not. But for your person who's look, like gets the unlimited card to maybe save a little bit of money a month, mm. you know, does 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 that change things? You know, it's um, it, yeah, it's it's fascinating. And on your gym point as well, Bex, no fucking way I'm going in the work gym until this all blows over. No, no, people breathing all over stuff and sweating all over stuff. Grim. Yeah, it just it it made me kind of think just how fucking manky going to the gym actually is. <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I sweat like a motherfucker. I wipe though. Yeah. I do wipe, but I do well, sweat well, like a motherfucker. We'll see how it goes, and hey, at least it means we can review Trolls World Tour in a few weeks now. <laughs> I'm really hoping that everything's back to normal in time for that Blade Runner double bill, though. On 20th of May. Yeah, have you got that at yours, Ian? Um, I haven't seen it so far, but that's interesting. VIP screening of the Blade Runner double bill, just in time for our anniversary. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, if we can go. <laughs> yeah, they've got. It's... We might be the only people there, though. It might be like a proper VIP screening. The the the, the, the VIP. Do you have a VIP screen at yours, Ian? No, no, I know what it is, but um, so yeah, far the VIP classic movies are Beverly Hills Cop, the Blade Runner double bill, Days of Thunder, Dirty Harry, Footloose. Barmia, Saving Private Ryan, the 1969 Italian Job, Shawshank Redemption, and Weird Science. There's fucking good shit in there. There's not much. Oh, and that's the future, but that's not a VIP one. That's just a regular that's one. That's a regular one, isn't it? There's not much. Not many of them. I would pay 42 quid to go and see. <coughs> no. But Blade Runner. Mm. Yeah. 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 We do Blade Runner, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. On our own, wearing masks. Yeah. Madly sanitising everything. Yeah. In those in, the, in those crazy fucking um, T Rex suits that you can buy that people have been wearing for hazmat suits. <laughs> yeah, but then no, just that's... on that, you've got fucking idiots making things worse, haven't you? And you seen Naomi Campbell at the airport? No, I didn't. When I went to the airport earlier. No, dickhead. It was in the news. Um, <laughs> was that was quite. I'm sorry. That was quite a good comeback. Excuse me. I enjoyed that immensely, Mark. Well done. Um, no, it was a few days ago when she was at the airport wearing like a full hazmat suit and a mask and gloves and all this shit. She's a tit. She's a tit, yeah. <laughs> Stupid bloody woman. <sighs> um, there haven't been any trailers, have there? Um, Jungle Cruise 2 trailer. Jungle Cruise trailer 2. <laughs> Jungle Cruise trailer number 2. Words! Jungle Cruise trailer number two, an ex- extended um, Candyman, Candyman trailer in the cinema when we went. Did you get oh, that? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Go on. Yeah, the extended Candyman trailer. It's got about an extra 
the 30 seconds, which for a trailer is quite a lot. Fucking slaps. Fucking hell. It does. <laughs> yeah. It's tight. It, it's it, nice. I, I've watched it going. It just. It. it I'll be honest. The trailer finished, and I kind my brain kind of subconsciously without me thinking about it just went that's your most anticipated movie this year yeah it jumped up to that level it, it, the, the, tra- the extended trailer is it, there's some fucking imagery in it yeah it, it fucking bangs if that if, 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 <clears throat> if that movie is what that trailer suggests it's going to be that is going to be incredible mm. the, fucking, the use of the scar is incredible yeah um, but yeah, Jungle Cruise. Well, shit, that's yeah. a universal. That's a universal film. So you know, if what? cinemas are still having problems Sorry. in July, I, I, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd still be going to the cinema, sneaking in, trying to program it myself. Yeah, fuck it, they better not close. What about fucking Tenet? I think they're gonna they're just gonna buy the time with that one. I think if it's still in a situation when it gets closer, they'll pull it back. Which one? Tenet. Tenet. Yeah, you'd 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 think Nolan would have some sort of sway over that. Yeah, it'll be once it'll be if it's if it's still the situation it is now, come sort of like early late June, it'll be now nah, that that ain't getting released till fucking Christmas. Go see it on Boxing Day. Oh. Anything else? No, that's about it. Well, the, the Jungle Cruise one. What do you think, Max? I think it looks good, enough, actually. Um, it's it looks like a, a non oh god, he's here again kind of performance from The Rock. Um, there's been a bit of a gap, aren't there? So no, Jumanji. Yeah. But yeah, it just it looks like it just looks like fun. It looks like a fun film. Yeah, I I can't say I'm that bothered about it. It's um, uh, it was interesting the distinct lack of Jack Whitehall in this one compared to the first one. Like in this, it just looks like it, it is those two and those two only. Maybe they've edited him out. It, it it just it just seems a little bit too close to Jumanji for me. Well, like the setting and whatnot. Yeah, it just it doesn't seem a million miles away from that. Mm, that's fair. And, and, and it, I don't know. It, there's just a little bit of what what I don't I don't is there is there going to be enough story there? Because if they're just going to rely on the charisma of The Rock and Emily Blunt, fine. But it, it's it was like we say, there's been a little bit of overkill recently. Mm. But as you said, like earlier, they it's based on a ride in the same way Pirates of the Caribbean was. That started out with no story. Yeah. They managed to spin an entire franchise out of that, of obviously diminishing returns, but they did. Penelope Cruz is a lot of fun in number four. <laughs> yeah, she The rest of it isn't yeah. any fun at all for anyone involved, especially those watching it. But Penelope Cruz is really fun in it. I mean, it's Penelope Cruz, though, isn't it? Yes. He doesn't talk at all, and it's like, oh, you're so adorable. Listen to your voice. It's deadly patronising, but fair enough. It's just like listening to a talk. Did you watch the trailer for Soul, Ian? 
For what, sorry? Soul. No, do you know what? I didn't. Shit. Yeah, I completely missed that. I, God, you watched the Pixar trailer and I didn't. Okay. No, 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 no. Just to clarify, we watched the first minute or so of it. No, not even that. And then, then turned it off. But I just wondered if you'd seen it. Uh, no. It doesn't look... Why did you turn it off? It, 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 it just looks cheap. The, the thing is, the, the, the problem with it is... It's got really nice background animation. The, the, then... it, there's like a bit in the trailer where the soul seems to fall through these different mm. worlds and then lands in the most generic Pixar-y looking blue fucking world. Mm. And all the other worlds it seems to fall through, you look at it and go, well, that's interesting, that's interesting, all right. Oh. You're yeah, like, you know, like Wally, you've got like the first bit and you're like, oh, this is actually quite good. There's some skill involved in the animation here. And then it gets to the second bit with the fat people on the spaceship and you're like, oh, no, here's the Pixar movie part of it. That, a little bit like that, it, it just, I don't know. It, I'm interested by myself and I'm not usually interested by Pixar movies, but I'm interested by this. I think it's a different it looks like a different kind of tax from it and it's more the inside out kind of um, mm. vibe and i liked inside out but just that blue world bit just feels a little bit mm. it's like they've gone right we want to make something really interesting we'll make something a little bit more a little bit more like something that are the people influencers so ghibli essentially would make but we are Pixar, so we need it to be this weird colour that looks like it could be a sweet. <laughs> yeah. It has got more of an inside-out vibe to it than any of the other films, actually, yeah. aesthetically. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still on board, to be honest. I'm still on board, but yeah. still looking forward to it, yeah. Okay. You can do that one. Fine. Add it onward. You can do the next one. That's fine. I'll do that. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hello. 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 Right, okay. Sorry about that. Sorry. So, God, what do we talk about first? Um, oh, man. Bloodshot is directed by some fucking guy I've never heard of. He's never heard of himself. David S.F. Wilson. That's not a real person. He doesn't even have a a Wikipedia page. So basically what, like Vin Diesel's D&D mate or something. Um Stars Vin Diesel, uh, Elsa Gonzalez. Um, is that her name? Isa, isn't it? Isa, yep, that's fine. And Guy Pierce, among others. Why right, the fuck I was people asking me how you pronounce someone's name. I mean, I don't think anyone was in the room. <laughs> right, so I'll be absolutely honest. I was shit faced when I watched this. 
Um, so I'm not entirely sure how much use I'm going to be with this review. Um, so Vin Diesel plays a soldier whose wife is killed by a surprisingly small rolled Toby Kebbell. Um, he is then killed. He's brought back to life and enhanced by Guy Pierce's not at all shady doctor character. Um, and he then goes on a revenge mission to find his wife's killer. But his mind keeps getting reprogrammed and shit. It's basically the trailer. The trailer tells you exactly what the film is. Yeah. There's nothing deeper than what the trailer gave us. Becky, what did you think of Bloodshot? I'm going to let Mark go first because he was just flexing. I'm assuming he's got okay. shit to say. Go on, Matt. I really liked it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right. It's, don't be wrong. There are a lot of problems with it. There are a lot of problems with it that I will get into. Some some problems that are a bit range from shady um, CGI fights. But then again, I, I think that, that you could argue that some... Marvel movies struggle with CGI fights, uh, and the entire last third of Wonder Woman struggles with a terrible CGI fight. Um, also, there's a point where I actually turned around to Becky and nudged her and went, hang on a minute, that's not fucking London. <laughs> uh, and the, the number plates are actually just not London. So there's bits of that. However... We all have to scroll back to Toby Kebbell in a giant freezer, putting on a hat and dancing a psycho killer. Because at that moment, I thought, holy shit, this might be my movie of the year. <laughs> if it retained that level of, this is a choice, <laughs> then the I could is, 100% see what you mean. The thing is, with Toby Kebbell, I always get the feeling that... Um, that he has he has an agent that is both amazing and shit at the same time because the agent keeps getting in work in big movies they're just not very good big movies and Toby Kebble is a really good actor I just I, he needs something but then it seems like he's read the script this and gone don't like it don't like it don't like it oh oh I can work with that that I can fucking work with. Look on, right, Toby. It is literally 18 seconds of screen time, and he's gone. Too bad. I've already started practicing the fucking dance. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. But it was interesting because, it, like, later on in the movie, when he comes out, I was like, hang on a minute. Why is he a sniveling little briefcase fucking knobhead? When, yeah. When before he's like this fucking badass. What's it? Dancing man. And then you start to go. Oh, so much so awry here. Plus, I'm sorry, using the fucking flower as a mental fucking backdrop was a really good idea. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, the flower truck. Yeah. That was good. It created a really fucking good atmosphere. Mm. I just... I, there's a lot wrong with it. And is it a good movie? Maybe not. Probably not. Um... It is is Vin Diesel now literally just saying, I want to be in things, but I want to essentially be a superhero in all of it because I am a superhero in life. 
I point you back to uh, the uh, link that I sent you earlier about his album coming out, where what? Vin Diesel's recording an album of original music. Um, Who did you send this link to? I'm pretty sure I sent it to you, Bex. Uh, can I just, can I just, what is it? Uh, he was talking to James Corden about it. I will do some, I'm just going to slight tangent onto Vin Diesel's amazingness, where he says, got to be honest with you, James, my kids love when I sing and they love it so much. It's kind of like J.R.R. Tolkien. He started telling his kids stories about hobbits, and the next thing you know, he went on to Lord of the Rings. I have a little bit of that in me. <laughs> sake. You didn't send me that link. Right? We're going to get Uncle Vin. Hi, Vin, by the way. Uncle Vin is going to give us an album. And I will tell you right now, right now, it will replace... Anything Bruce Willis does as the greatest album that an actor has ever given us. <laughs> you can fuck off with you down the boardwalk, Bruce. Vin's bringing original soul. How about 30 Seconds to Mars? What? cares about those. <laughs> I'm sure some people do. Yeah, emo. No one really cares about emo, do they? It's not oh, 2003. Although Bloodshot, although Bloodshot does think it's 2003. Yeah, it does, yeah. We didn't talk about the Morbius yep, film. Yep. We spoke about it ages ago. I haven't seen it then. Yeah, we, that's your problem. Yeah, so Bloodshot. It's probably not very good. And again, highlights that, yes, I'm an idiot, but I kind of liked it. Well, if you're an idiot, I'm an idiot. I really enjoyed it too. It's it's not a good movie, but it's it's fun. Is it, though? It's evil being Vin Diesel-y. Um, and Guy Pearce being a baddie, which he's very good at. Um, How old is Guy Pearce? Because as a man, he seems to get more and more handsome. <laughs> he's 52. Sorry, I was just... Yeah, no, he's wearing it well. Um, my one, My one sort of major kind of complaint about it was that fight scene with... Uh, is it Dalton? Um, and the bad CGI in that. But then I said to you afterwards, didn't I? All the way through it, he looks like bad CGI. I think physically, he just looks like bad CGI. He does look a little bit like they shook a computer game and he fell out of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And he's, he's not a good actor at all. I mean, that's harsh. He's not, is he? Um, I mean, right nobody to... is up against this. There is that bit. And there's that one scene where Vin Diesel's really acting, like really acting and putting his heart and soul into it, um, which was a little bit cringe. But yeah, no, I, I, apart from that, I really enjoyed it. It's fun. It's batshit. There's loads of shooting. His chest glows red. His eyes glow bloodshot. I was fine with all of that. Um... <laughs> I also at one point did turn around to Becky and said, why is, Vin Diesel, why is Vin Diesel having sex with his granddaughter? Yeah, she is very much too young for him. She's only like 18 years younger than him. 18 years? That's not that long. That's a whole adult human younger than him. That's, 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 pretty, that's pretty long, Mark. But in Hollywood terms... What? Why look like that? Because it's a stupid standard that they have for these kind of movies. I agree with you, right? But I just didn't know until I was 34. Yeah. 
Fair enough. What? It's still too big of a gap. All right, fine. I don't see age. I just see love. Oh my god, that was horrible. <laughs> to wash after that. That was so cringy. Yeah. Ian, go on then. So, I think I've worked it out with Vin Diesel. When other people around him are not taking things as seriously as him, the films are good. You look at the Fast and Furious films where there are other characters around who are not taking things as seriously as him. They are good. If they are taking things as seriously as him, they are bad. In Bloodshot, everyone is taking things very, very seriously. And so it is bad. Um, I was very, very bored. Um, a series of videos I sent Mark and the, the, the boy chat will demonstrate how bored I was, but I won't say what was in those videos. Um, action was completely uninspired. I, I think what Mark said there about... Um, oh, hello, lots. Thank you very much, baby. Now, I don't suppose you could take these down for me, could you please, darling? Yeah. Thank you very much. How are you? Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you, baby. Love you. In love getting Lottie to bring me drinks now. It's the best. Um, so it's and to be fair, it's alcohol-free Heineken because she won't let me drink beer. Um, which is fine. Um, yeah, I I think what um Mark said about the shaking it and a video game character falls out, I think is pretty apropos. It's just like I said earlier on. The trailer says absolutely everything that there is in this film. There's there's no real moments of, oh, I mean, I, I, I think what you guys said there about like the kind of the construction of uh, kind of like the, the the dreams that he has or like the reality he thinks he's li- he lives in is, is quite interesting. Like conceptually, I think there's some interesting stuff going on here. It's just it's coupled by Vin Diesel just wanting to show the world how fucking hard he is. And like, so I, I rewatched triple X return of Xander cage for maybe the sixth time last week. I, I find that film just a very good comfort film. And you've got Vin Diesel being Vin Diesel, but you've also got Tony jar like shaking his head at the end of every fucking sentence. Um, Samuel L. Jackson trying to recruit Neymar Jr. Um, and, you know, the Vin Diesel, at the beginning, he does this really cool sequence where he's, like, escape, uh, evading the, the authorities. And what's it for? So a bar can watch a fucking football game. He thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. Everyone else is laughing at how stupid it is. We're bloodshot, No. Everyone, very serious. I just thought it was fucking bobbins. And again, not grudge bobbins. I don't hate the film. Um, I wonder if I had not had as much to drink before seeing it as I had, whether I would have felt the same. But to be fair, I kind of thought being drunk would enhance the mood. 
Yeah, I, I think it's one of those. I think if if you're buzzing to hit a certain level at a certain time, it might have taken it. you through it. Yeah. But if your buzz hit a level at the wrong time, I think you could quite easily go, "This is boring. Yeah. I needed more." Yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of seriousness and talking in it. Yeah. Very earnest as well. But yeah, that's it. It's. I don't I don't want my Vin Diesel films to be earnest. It's why I've always said the worst part of the Fast and Furious films are the Vin Diesel soap opera shit. Because yeah. Vin Diesel obviously really feels that stuff. About <laughs> 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 family Ian. I mean that that yeah, I mean that's that's it. I mean like it's about family and it's about coronas and whatnot and me familiar but you know I, I, I'll, I'll just take the fucking like cars, cars being parachuted down uh, onto Earth and the fucking like hundreds of miles long runway at the end of six. I want that, you know, I want that shit. Yeah, I, I want Return of Xander Cage. I don't want Bloodshot. Yeah, I can understand that. I'm kind of done talking about it, to be honest. I want to talk about the hunt. I'm, 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 I think I have to go Geostorm. Yeah, I'm Geostorm. Because I, I, I want to say it's definitely not shit, but it is a bit shit. It's enjoyable <laughs> trash. Yeah. I will, I will. It's what people who don't understand that they don't need to feel guilty about liking stuff would call a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It. it I will watch it again. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Without question. Like Sunday afternoon or something. It's a bit like DOA. Oh, DOA Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive, yeah. With what's her name, that Australian singer girl? Yes, Oliver Lance. Oliver Lance, yeah, and and Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is in it, that's right, yeah. yeah. It's a double bill, those movies. It's a bit like that, right, where I know it's shit, you know it's shit, the people in it know it's shit, apart from maybe Oliver Lance, who is in that film, The Vin Diesel. Hi then. Um, It's... (laughs) You know, it shit, but it, I I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. do you know I just remembered it's on Sky Cinema and now TV now. What? That fucking awful looking Doom director video thing that came out a few months back. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. We need to do a video games movies thing. I think yeah, I think I we do. I would well be on board with that. Mm. As long as there's lots of hot tits in it. How in hell? Yeah, fair. Yeah. <gasps> Can we watch Doom? Like the Dwayne The Rock Johnson Doom as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's just pick all the video game movies Mark hates. <laughs> that, that's pretty much all of them, to be fair, isn't it? Yeah. You're an idiot. Ian, you there? Yeah, has Mark gone? He's just gone to get a drink. Okay. Well, I'm going to say definitely... He hates all video game movies, though, before he went. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog's all right. Sonic the Hedgehog is all right. Pikachu. I didn't say that. 
Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Monster Hunter hopefully coming later this year. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, man, I do. I do. Warcraft, I like that. Yeah, Warcraft was good. Everyone forgets about Warcraft. It is. It was. It was a good film. Was Warcraft, and it's one of those weird films, like um. Fuck! Can we watch the Resident Evil series? No. Oh. Uh, like um, Pacific Rim, Warcraft is is seen as, oh, it was this absolute massive box office flop because it didn't make that much money in the US when actually it made money. Tomb Raider. Not the Resident Evil. No, 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 the better one. Yeah. The decent one. No, we could we could plan we could plan something around that. Um, uh, definitely shit. Oh, poor Vin. What about you guys? What we've said. Cheers, Tom. <laughs> oh, did you? I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah. But... Um. Okay. So. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four and five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, I was like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You like the 1980s, don't you? Of course you do. We all do. But have you ever wondered why that decade was the way it was? Have you ever wished there was somewhere you could go to get past the usual day-glow sentimentality? To try and understand 1980s pop culture in a more social, political and historical context? Because if so, it sounds to me like you're ready to go beyond the aesthetics, beyond the nostalgia. Welcome to Beyond the Neon. Beyond the Neon is the podcast that dares to pull over the Testarossa, eject the Wham cassette, and take off the Wayfarers. If you're looking for retro reviews of Back to the Future, The Goonies, or John Hughes movies, you, you will, will not, not find, find that, that here. If you're looking for top 10 lists of A-Team episodes, Nintendo games, or Stranger Things references, you, you will, will not, not find, find that, that here. here. If you're looking for long, boring introductions, Squarespace ads, or Patreon begging, you, you will, will not, not find, find that, that here. here. Because Beyond the Neon, we do things a little differently. In each documentary-style episode, I look at one area of 1980s popular culture and break it right down. And each episode features academic insight, guest contributions and interviews, as well as clips plumbed from the depths of the 1980s cultural void. Well, YouTube, mainly YouTube. To help illustrate the wonderful, perplexing, terrifying, joyous and utterly thrilling world of 1980s pop culture. Beyond the Neon might not be as regular as other 1980s podcasts, but that's because Beyond the Neon isn't like other 1980s podcasts. Subscribe to the 
show today and check out all past episodes by visiting beyondtheneon.co.uk. The Hunt is directed by Craig Zobel and stars uh, Betty Gilpin, uh, Emma Roberts, Ethan Supley, Hilary Swank. Um, kind of a bunch of recognisable people, if not necessarily stars. It's a good little cast. Um, so, The Hunt. Um, start of the film, uh, some like uh, liberal elites uh, are talking via text about organising... Um, a hunt against deplorables, uh, i.e. kind of red state folks. Um, and they find themselves basically having to combat a bunch of people led by Hillary Swank. Uh, there's twists and turns along the way. Um, obviously, this is the film that was uh, had its release postponed uh, last year because Bo- uh, uh, Donald Trump said something about it. And so Universal got freaked out. And now it comes out on the week that the uh, global pandemic strikes. <laughs> so um, horrible fucking bit of luck. But if you don't want to go to the cinema to see it, The Hunt apparently will be available on VOD to stream globally from this Friday. Is it worth it? Becky? Do you know what? I don't know, to be honest. I, I came out of it and me and Mark, Mark both looked at each other and were like, what do you think? I don't know, was the answer from both of us. It seems to think it's got an awful lot more to say than it does, but it doesn't flesh out its message at all. There's no character development, obviously partly because a significant portion of the cast dies very quickly. Um but even the ones that stick around for longer, even this film's final girl, you don't really find out an awful lot about her. And it's just a bit... It, 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 things happen on screen rather than it feeling like a movie to me. Its message seems muddy. But there's some good kills. Did not expect Emma Roberts to go as quickly as she did. <laughs> Mark. Um, yeah, so I've had time to think about it a little bit, um, and it, the weird thing is, when Ian spoke quite earlier and said that we were, did a little the intro saying what we were reviewing this, what is that? It never. I mean, it, it, this is a weird one for me. It never entered my mind that this it's a satire movie but obviously it clearly is as soon as he said it, i thought oh of course it is it, it, it's it, it's being satirical mm. about this yeah um but the more and more i've thought about it the more and more i've i've i thought it's i can see what it's trying to do mm. i just think it does it so badly mm. that it kind of I don't know, it, it's leaving me more and more irked the more and more it went on. But when when it was happening and when it was, I was watching it, I was enjoying certain parts of it and then going, oh, fuck off yeah. for certain other parts of it. Hmm. And I just think that maybe it, it, it was... There was points where it, it, was, it was good and then all of a sudden it was, to use a phrase that Ian used for uh, Black Klansman, it was... Sledgehammer to a warm-up. Yeah. And it went a little bit like, ah, oh, right, 
and then it, it seemed to rely on that too much to the point of where I was like, Do you know what? I'm actually more interested on in what's going to happen here rather than you trying to fucking Tell me shove buzz phrases down my throat every yeah, two minutes. Yeah, my God. If I heard Ethan Suffrey say crisis actors one more time... But then I was it was really fucking funny when it the guy was. turned around to speak to him. But the bit before, the, the run-up to that was not... It was it was so unsubtle. Like, comparing it to Black Klansman, you know, yeah, that has sledgehammer to a walnut moment, but it does it with a finesse that it's clever. This satire should be clever and biting, and this is neither. Yeah. I, 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 but... I enjoyed um, what's her name? Uh, Betty Gilpin, although it, it does look constantly like she was trying to get something out of her eye. She has no control over her face. But I think part of that was a character thing, but it did look like you know, you've got something in your eye and you try to just blink it out a little bit. Yeah. That's how she constantly looked. Like, I liked her, though. I liked her, but I'd, I'd like to know a little bit more about her. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, there's all these people there that have clearly done stuff to to draw the ire of these people, and it only goes into like two people of what they've what they've done. But as well, I, I just think that if they've got all of these resources, right? Yeah, this really bothers this, you. This, all these resources to be able to deck out that house and to build a fucking sh- uh, American store and to do all of these things that they couldn't quite do enough research to get the right fucking girl. Yeah. Well... Two with her name in the same family. It's a fucking stress. She might still have been fucking with her by the end of it, though. No, I don't think she was. But she might have been. No, I just don't think she was. I don't, she I, might I, have been. But no, <laughs> I, 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 I don't agree that she might have been. I think the the disparity between her represented personality and character and the rest of the kidnappees' personalities and characters was too great for her to be the right crystal. Yeah. I did enjoy the bit where she got dressed up in all Hillary Swank's shit and then went and got on the fucking plane, though. That was good. That, that but, ending's pretty fantastic. The thing yeah. is, there, at that point, I was, at that point, the moment when she got out and I was like, I went, and she had the dog, yeah. I went, oh, holy shit, she's a plant, she's one of those, and she's planted herself in there as part of the fucking... No, 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 no. No, she's not. All right, cool. Right, that's. I like my ending better than your ending. Um, <laughs> and then at the end of it, I just thought, do you know what? Just watch Surviving the Game because it's a better version of that movie. I, 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 I like how tall she is. What's 1.69 meters in English? 0.69. What do you think, Ian? So uh, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I I I had a really I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, no, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I I agree that it it kind of feels like it's got stuff to say and then doesn't really say it but then again i think the central message is regardless of whether you're a lib or uh, a republican anyone can be a twat yeah which uh, it, it, it yeah. is a good message yeah yeah you know and i i i i, I think that's a strong message i, but, I, I will but say as well the I mean, slight grape i'll get with that is i think that all sides will still think that they're right though from watching that yeah, yeah, but 
but I mean, yes, I, I, I think you're right. And that, I think that's almost like a comment on, that's almost like a comment intended. I think it's like, no one is going to learn anything from this film, but let's maybe just appreciate that anyone can like, anyone can be a dickhead. You know, it's like um, Ike Barinholtz. I don't know if you noticed it, um, but when it's like the flashback and it's why they're picking them, there's a there's a picture of him in a Ku Klux Klan outfit. He's it, it, uh, got a tippy tart coming. Yeah. So and it, it's you know it's I like I like the way that when he's in the film, you know, he, he kind of seems like quite a relatable kind of guy. You know, yeah. it's. Um, I, I, I like how they, they, they kind of twist these things out. It's like even Supley, he's very obvious. It's obvious why he's a, in um, in Bunny Ears, uh, deplorable. You know, like it's like he's just constantly going on about crisis actors and all this kind of stuff. But I like the way, you know, Emma Roberts will never fucking know. Oh, why did she, why did she get pits? Did they say? No. No. You know, I'm, I'm, that's the thing. I, I liked that they didn't really scratch the surface with them. You know, it's like you only get little, little bits of information. I, I, I thought that was fine. It's almost like a comment on just how how hard these people even tried to do the research in the first place. Um, you know, it's like, did they just pick the wrong crystal because they just saw this woman like there's this picture of this woman on the internet and just assumed, yeah, she must've done all this stuff. Just like that, the real crystal posted all this shit about Hillary Swank, just assume, like, just thinking that she did, you know, it's like someone says in the film that, um, you know, you wanted it to be true. So you made it true in your head, you know? Um, and there was, uh, 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 Hillary Swank at one point as well says like, um, I'm paraphrasing, but, um, Yes, you know, I, you know, I, I do want want the truth, but I know I'm right. You know, yeah. I, I, there's just a lot of interesting statements in there. But then also, I think the kills are fun. I thought that opening half hour was fucking cracking the way it just constantly shifted your perspective on who the fuck is actually the lead in this film. Um, yeah, I thought that that was quite clever. Like, uh, the fact that, that, that so many of them got killed off so fucking quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I, 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 yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like you say, I don't think, it, I, I don't think it, it did really have a lot to say, but I like what it said. Um, and you know, some people have been very, it took very much against the film, and I wonder if those are the people that maybe saw a bit of themselves in it and kicked off um you know it, it's I, I don't know i thought it was a really interesting piece of work um and like i, I mean would i would i pay 20 pounds to watch it on vod no i probably wouldn't but you know what if there's like a few of you in the house and you you fancy watching it or something it'll provoke a bit of discussion at the end yeah i could see that i i didn't hate it i liked enough of it that what is it i just I felt story-wise it was bad, but in terms of execution of filmmaking, acting, and and bits like that, I thought it was all really quite good. I just think that the the overall story and the occasional peppering of certain things was just a bit 
it, it, it just it. I found myself going, waiting for them to say certain fucking phrases, and then when they said it, going, oh, there goes my one. Mm. It was clumsy. What, for the most part, what was done was done well, but not enough was done, is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I, I think that's fair. If it, if it, don't, if it, if it didn't necessarily work for you, then absolutely fair enough. But it's a better fucking film than Bloodshot, damn it. <laughs> Though, is it? I mean, it doesn't have Toby Kevill dancing in a giant freezer in a big jacket to cycle killer by a talking heads. That is very true. That's though. true. It doesn't have that. It, and and literally putting his face up against the side of the light to make it seem a little bit fucking weirder. <laughs> Can we just go back to the fact that Bloodshot might be the best movie of the year? And because it's one of the only movies that's been released, Toby Kemble's going to win Best Supporting Actor. That I'd be down for. We all know that Toby Kemble's going to win that, and we all know Mark Wahlberg's winning Best Actor. Who's Spencer Confidential? <laughs> of course he is. Margot Robbie, Toby Perez. Maybe, yeah. Because let's face it. Kathy Yans just tweeted out saying she wouldn't be opposed to Birds of Prey being on VOD earlier. And there's just a part of me that goes like, yeah, it didn't make as much money as they thought it was going to in the US. Why not do it? Yeah. Do you know what? If Birds of Prey was 20 quid on um, iTunes this weekend, like I think Don would watch it. I'd, I'd be tempted. I'd give it another go. That's a fun film. Yeah, it was a good film, yeah. Um, so, guys, what else have you been watching? Have you watched anything solo, Rebecca? I have. Go on. It depends whether we're still planning to do the Ghibli thing. Um, I, need to do what I, I, d- I don't know, are we? I just, we've just got to get our shit together, I think. Yeah. I watched three Ghibli movies. So what you watched that isn't Ghibli, though? Uh, solo. Nothing, I don't think. Cool. Have a look. Uh, yeah, no, nothing. We, I, I, I know we, 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 technically we ban TV talk. Oh, we? here we go. <laughs> technically. Yeah. But we did finish because the thing is, there's always an, a lot of certain buzz TV shows. Yeah. Nowadays, isn't there? There's always like a every couple of months, there's a buzz TV show that everybody talks about. Yeah. And the thing is, I never watch them. No, you. You not. watch some of them, don't you? Yeah. I never watched them at all no. because, frankly, I don't care. There is so far, and there has been many of the Netflix original series that people have, have liked, you know, ranging from House of Cards through um, Stranger Things, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and all these other things that have been buzz TV shows to watch. What else? Haunted, House on Haunted Hill and things like that. That you watch, Bex. On the Hill House, yeah. That's the same one. And all these. And I've not watched any of them. I've watched an episode of Strange Things. Thought it was really fucking boring. It should have been called Boring Things. I like Mindhunter. So that's, yeah. that's the other one. But the only... That's why we still not watched the last one. Other episode. one that I've not... That I've watched all of... Yeah. Is The Ranch. Yeah. And it's the one nobody talks about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, 
probably mean that it's not really a buzzy kind of TV show. But I'm saying, I'm saying, it, 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 there's all these buzzy TV shows. I don't care about them because they're actually, they're just, they're, they're, they're pop songs, but TVs. They're one-hit fucking wonders. <laughs> what is that? A lot of them are. They, they they run out of steam so fucking quickly. All I ever hear about when people talk about Stranger Things is, yeah, but season two is a bit shit and season three was quite boring. It's like, and stop fucking watching it then! Yeah, people just say that nowadays, don't they? Um, but yeah, we watched The Ranch, but it's finished now, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's we were saying it, 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 it's mental that you've got, on the surface, what is this TV show about uh, these ranchers living in a swing state, but they're very much heavily Republican. Yeah. Um, and it's it's got a lot of, you know, blase alcoholism jokes and um, fart jokes, cop jokes, stuff like that, doesn't it? Yeah. But over the course of its eight parts, four seasons, it's actually tackled some really fucking heavy fucking subjects. Yeah, it, 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 it. It gets a little bit misery porn at points. It, it does get a little bit misery porn towards the end. Like, and you expect it from Sons of Anarchy and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Because it's, it's you, Sons of Anarchy. But you don't expect it from a show where, for instance, Ashton Kutcher plays a ex-quarterback, now rancher. Who's obsessed with Ugg boots and moisturising. Yeah, and who keeps on stealing. I think it's really funny to steal Ethan Supley's gun because he's a copper and he constantly loses his gun. Yeah, yeah. That, but it's dealt with um, God. abortion yeah. and different views on that. Miscarriage. Uh, miscarriage, uh, the opiates epidemic that's happening in rural America. Domestic abuse. Domestic abuse. Dementia. Dementia. <laughs> many other, many other things. There's been so many things that it kind of feels a but little bit... Sam Elliott almost died. Yeah. Um, so a lack of healthcare yeah. in America. It, it's it's mad that you kind of get the feeling that if this show were about a Democrat family and what is it? I don't think it's because of that. I do no, I, I do think there's an element of that. No, because I think it deals with the political side of it really well. It makes jokes about it, but it never beats you. Never, it. No, it's never, never beats you. you no, but I, I just Republican. no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I think that there's a there's a, a strange attitude towards it. And it's actually a really good 30-minute sitcom. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So anyway, I just don't wait to put that across there. If anyone's hovered over it and decided not to watch it, you should watch it. Comments. So we watched Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, which is, given, given what's going on. Did you, did you guys get my message the other day, by the way, about Contagion being in the most popular films? Yeah. On Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental <laughs> but this whole situation and all the memes that I keep seeing about just going to the Winchester having a pipe and waiting for it all to blow over it really made me want to watch Shaun of the Dead <laughs> and now we nice, can't nice. even go to the Winchester because we've been banned from clubs <laughs> that's sad anyway we watched Shaun of the Dead Shaun of the Dead's a really good film I think because I'm not so keen on Hot Fuzz and I'm not so keen on World's, World's End. End and it's part of the same <laughs> Cornetto trilogy Um. It, it, I forget sometimes how much I actually like this film, but it's it's just fucking great. It's funny, and it's it's got sort of depths, but it doesn't dwell on them. And and there's really sad bits, like the bit with his mum's really sad, and the bit with Ed at the end, where he's like still a zombie. 
sad and I have an odd relationship with Shaw. When no. I first saw it, I didn't like it. No, you didn't. I really didn't like it. No. And it's grown on me over the years. But I, I always have a mild reticence to rewatch it because I look at it and go, Because it breaks. What if it what if it goes back it again did, for did. me? Uh, but did. then no, it didn't. But the one thing that I did notice on this watch, one thing that I've always sort of not personally, but I, I've heard a criticism for it, is that it, it it feels very much like a TV movie rather than an actual movie movie. And then when I was watching it this time around, I thought, that's bollocks. This is a real movie movie. Yeah. You know. I think perhaps because it's got a lot of the same, like, casters, like, spaced and stuff like that. Maybe people are just projecting. I, I think that's that's absolutely it. But, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a fucking great time. It is Shaun of the Dead. And it's made me want to rewatch Spaced again. Yeah, you really like Spaced. I like Spaced, yeah. Hmm. Uh, we also rewatched. We've not done a lot of watching this week, have we? No. Don't know why. Ranch. No, I don't think we've got ranch. So I think we had other stuff on, didn't we? Um, we watched High Fidelity because um, the, the TV series starts soon, and I um, was interested to get this rewatch in, but not too close to watching the TV series that it completely influenced that. Is that why you agreed to it? Because I actually suggested it and you were like, you don't like High Fidelity. And I'm like, no, I've never said I don't like High Fidelity, dickhead. I no, just don't it, like it as much as you. Partially because I wanted to rewatch it, but I was scared of saying it because you never want to watch it. So I thought <laughs> I'd watch it at some point on my own. And then when you said it, I thought, fuck yes. Uh, take any <laughs> like chance you can thing. get. Yeah, the Morats thing, yeah. yeah. Um, I've been nice to you recently. Genuinely, I think High Fidelity is my top 10 movies of all time. Really? Yeah. Wow. It gets better every fucking time I watch it. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it does. I think it is. I, I think. I think it is a genuinely underrated movie and should be spoken about an awful lot more. John Cusack is perfect in that role. I love John. Cusack. Um, I like the fact that essentially he's playing a selfish arsehole and he plays a selfish arsehole really quite well. Possibly get it. Possibly is a selfish arsehole, but it, it kind of like you watch it going. The problem is, I'm watching it going, I can kind of relate to a lot of the things that it, that it is going on with him. Mm. And it's kind of, there's, there's that relatability there that is quite interesting with it. But you're watching him have all these things and you're watching him essentially just be, only ever give a shit about the way things affect him. Mm. And yeah. that's why all these things keep falling apart around him. It's like, you think that you're just having a bit of bad luck and it's not. It's that you're a bit of a dick. Yeah. People are dicks, aren't they? But like I think the, there's, there's an element of that. The Charlie character, it's like she, she could But then, yeah, she's it, a dick. That's it. It, it. There's also him going back, and he would held this one, this such this pedestal of, of she was like, what everyone else, what is it? Yeah. And she was this, and he basically describes just of the planet and things like that. Mm. And then when actually meets her again, he's like, no, oh, she's just an arsehole. Yeah. She's not. She's not the cool thing that I want to be. And it's almost him realising, do you know what? The amazing thing is, the fucking cool thing I want to be is the fucking thing I am. Why? Can't... It's that always thinking that the grass is greener. Mm. Yeah. I like the way that the Lisa Bonet thing is dealt with as well, because he starts off like kind of obsessing about her, and then they actually sleep together, work out that actually we're both hung up on our exes and this is just going to be a one-time thing, and then just go their separate ways. That's it. He realises, he's like... This is the dream for him. He's going to hook up with the what is it? Then he realises, actually, no, it's probably just the same as a normal relationship. Mm. And you get to that later on in the movie. I just, I, I genuinely do adore this movie. It is very good. Oh, it's, it's, 
it, 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 it helps that it's about a guy who has a record shop as well and stuff like that, and it's it's there's a strong new clone and stuff like that to it. Yeah. But I'm very much looking forward to the the TV show, the upcoming TV show. Jack Black's fucking funny in it. Jack Black is great in it. And it's John John Cusack in it. It's is oddly restrained for John Cusack. Is she compared to how she normally is? Mm. I, I do also think that the casting is perfect. The casting of Cusack is perfect, mm. um, but the casting of Lisa Bonet as that character is is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What have you been watching, Ian? Uh, cool. Um, so I'll uh, probably talk about my spy next week. It looks like Mark may well still see Mark's uh, my spy in the cinema, so um, we'll uh, we'll we'll hold on to that one. So uh, already talked about Return of Xander Cage. The only other thing I've got to talk about this week. Well, I I kind of half watched the Lorax. Um, Lottie had it on the other day. Um, Danny DeVito and Taylor Swift are in it, so it's not all bad. Um, but not not enough to really like comment on it too much. Um, but for some like fucking reason, sorry. I quite like the Lorax. Yeah, I mean it was fine. I, I just I wasn't paying attention enough to to really like have too much of an opinion. I I, I don't I don't think I watched it and attentively enough to log it on Letterboxd. Like <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I found it um, quite low key, Doctor Seuss. It's not like. A lot of them are very high octane, kind of smash you in the face, loads of rhyming shit. And Lorax, if I'm remembering it rightly, seems to be a bit calmer. No, I wasn't. No, you weren't. Really. But you don't like Doctor Seuss. Fair point. Um, but a film I did pay attention to, for some reason, was Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. <laughs> oh. Um. Like it's just one of the most unnecessary things ever put to film, I think. Um, like it just, yeah, I they it, it contractual obligation the movie. Um, Maleficent's back, and this time she's pissed off that Elle Fanning is getting married to a guy. Michelle Pfeiffer is the guy's mum, and she's a bit naughty. Um, very long it's getting on for two hours long and just didn't need to be ed scrine is in it playing a is he good is he bad um maleficent type creature who at the end she gives the biggest i'm gonna fuck the living shit out of you look to him that i might have ever seen which was uh which was fun um I, it, like, it looks very expensive. Um, the effects are impressive. You know, good production value. No idea why anyone felt the need to make it whatsoever. With, I mean, with the first one, you've got this interesting kind of like skewering the Sleeping Beauty myth and like the idea of um, history being written by those who win the battle uh, kind of thing is is interesting. In this one, it's yeah, everyone still thinks Maleficent's evil because, like, the rulers are still saying she's evil. So even though people seem to like Maleficent at the end of the first one, by the start of the second one, she's just going to be back in exactly the same place again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sam Riley's good value as her assistant. Um, 
I don't really. Elle Fanning is not that like dynamic. She doesn't have an awful lot to do. Very kind of bland, just generic, ethereal. I am one with nature and I am never happier than when a squirrel is running with me. And that's about all, all she's got to her. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it lost quite a bit of money and deservedly so. It's just, again, don't hate it. Just utterly fucking pointless. Nice. So, yeah, that that's me. I've not had the best film week, in fairness. Like, The Hunt was a real highlight, and you two didn't like it as much, so never mind. <laughs> so, Twitter questions, what we got? We've got a few, actually. Um, so, um, first one, let me just get to them. Uh, John, uh, Leighton John at AFC, uh, what is your favourite outbreak slash disease film? Uh, 70s Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ooh, good shout. Does Resident Evil count? I knew you were going to fucking say Resident Evil. Of course it does, because it's your choice. 28 Days Later would be up there, though. I like the 80s blob. Oh, the crazies. Mm, the crazies. Mm. I don't know if it counts. Isn't that like an alien? Yeah, it's an invasion. Fair point, yeah. Uh, yeah, the crazies. The crazies is good, yeah. Is, is up there, choice. I'd say. Mm. Ian got with the uh, 70s invasion body snatches a really strong shout as well. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Crazy. Contagion actually is quite a good film as well. Contagion is a very good film, yes. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Where Dustin Hoffman. Outbreak. That's good. But yeah. that's not a. Oh, it is. It's an outbreak. Right, yeah. It's still a. Yeah. Outbreak's good. Yeah. Oh, what's the face in it? Rene Russo. That's the one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Ian Dickey. Uh, Dickey Ian says um, Do you think cinema chains could stream smaller films to our homes in the event of a shutdown? I'm worried that my favourite. Cinemas won't be there if this happens and wouldn't mind paying to watch at home. I mean, in a way... I think that's a better idea than than the the studios sort of doing it. I think if Cineworld, for instance, or or Warner, no, View, could work out some kind of deal whereby they still get some of that money, streaming in the future... I would, I would be in support of that. I still would probably choose to go to the cinema because I quite enjoy it again now. But for people that can't necessarily get there, they could still, the cinemas could still be making money out of that by, but, you uh, get a Cineworld app for your TV and you can pay to, to rent a film. Yeah, I, there's an idea behind it, but I just think that the, that the studios, if they could pipe it directly into your home, they'd just cut out the fucking middleman. Yeah, I mean, Kurt... want to go to temple releases... Right, but then the cinemas will still be there. You, you look at what Curzon do with Curzon Home Cinema. Um, you know, that, like, Curzon is mainly like London based, but anything that they have distribution rights to, they, uh, uh, you know, aside from the notable exception being Parasite that they work with Studio Canal on, um, they will release um, day and date both in their cinemas and online to stream. Um, you know, and the, the prices for online isn't that bad either. It's like usually nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine for a new release on yeah. on Curzon, um, which when you consider that it cost me for a ticket for The Dead Don't Die and a bottle of Punk IPA at the Curzon Victoria, it cost me twenty four pound. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I was fucking. I like I like looked at the woman when she she said it was twenty four pound. Like I do not I do not compute. <laughs> you know. Fucking hell, I'm surprised at like the fucking film. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, I mean, but the, I mean, like, the, the, don't get me wrong. The, the venue was really nice, super super comfy seats. Um, but yeah, fuck, like fucking hell. Um, and th- what made it worse was that was the day I was supposed to go to the Kubrick exhibition, but my train was delayed. Oh god, yeah, it was, wasn't it? So what did I do instead? I spent twenty five fucking pound watching a film and having a bottle of punk. <laughs> um. Anyway, oh. sorry. Why didn't you get a good beer? Yeah, all right. Um, moving <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? I've, I've gone. I've, no, no, Curzon. So yeah, like they they do that, and but I think Mark's right. Like there is no fucking way that Universal were gonna uh, go. Hey, Cineworld, do you want a couple of quid out of this? Why? Like. Uh, what what's the point that uh, somebody to have a streaming platform they're not going to come up with their own yeah they? they could do if there's enough money in it they would do mm. but i mean like there, there's there's so many different streaming platforms though yeah. if they were ever to start doing it where it went on day and day release um they would they come up with a one tv app a universal app because they all use the same framework for it, etc. Yeah. Just and then just what is it? Or or they all group together and just launch one. But the thing is that the cinemas don't survive that. Well, the cinemas don't survive that. That's the thing. It, 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 there's a there's a there's a there's a disconnect between it in saying that I I don't think that there's a, there's a world where they can both live. Day and date release for certain movies can exist. But you couldn't. The minute you start day and date releasing, every movie mm. is the start of the end for the cinemas. It, it it just will be. And if people say, "Oh no, I'd still go for this," say, like, "Fine, it, it that's fine." You say that, but it'll gradually get closer and closer to the point of where you don't, mm. unless they make it extortionately more or do it and in that case people just complain that it costs too much yeah and the endeavor only makes sense doing it if you make it a cost that people would be willing to pay mm. and that is the thing the, the whole idea of day and date release is it's a great idea in theory the problem is it's one of those things where you go people have been asking for it for so long that eventually if they do get it there's a strong possibility that a year down the line or two years down the line, they might go, do you know what? This is everything we wanted and now we don't want it anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, when they can't go see the summer blockbuster at the cinema because the cinema doesn't exist anymore and they have to watch it on their TV at home. Yeah. yeah. And th- th- there's, there's that. There's that element mm. of it. And I, I do think that there's... It, it's a bit of a be careful what you wish for situation mm. for it. Because... 
if you don't give a shit about the, the cinema experience, that's fine. I'm not saying that you have to watch certain movies on the big screen, otherwise you don't get the true appreciation of it. I actually don't believe that as a thing. If you're a filmmaker and you're making a film... That has to be seen. That has to be seen on the big screens, mm. then what? Are you not going to release it on Blu-ray or on 4K? You're not going to do that because you're already telling me that it's shit there if it isn't on a big screen. Fine, then don't release it on that. And if you do, you're essentially telling me that you're releasing a subpar product. But if you're saying, look, this is you should go and see it in this. You should go and see it like this in a cinema because we want you to see it like that for the first time. Yeah. Fine. But like you get with what will happen is you'll start to get filmmakers, you know, not not your Spielbergs and your um and your Scorsese's and your Finch's people like that, you will start to get new filmmakers who won't understand, who won't look at the cinematic way that things are shot. So, for instance, Ian's uh, thing about seeing uh, Bond when it finally comes out in 2025. Um, seeing Bond and seeing that extra bit of the what is it? They fucking won't bother even filming it like that. No. Because what's the point in spending all this money on these big IMAX cameras when people are just going to watch it on a 50-inch fucking screen at home? So, yeah, the, the, the problem is there is the, the, the myth and the idea that you that it will not destroy cinema chains is, is nonsense. It will. It might not within a year, but over a couple of years, it, it just will because the cinemas need people to be going there, to be buying confectionery and to be buying overpriced massive fucking drinks and things like that to survive. And they need that ad revenue to survive. And if they are not getting it because they're not getting bums on seats because people are watching at home, they will just fucking close. And in six years' time, people are going, oh, I don't know you speak on seats on a big, massive screen. Yeah, oh, the shame. Why did they stop doing that? Because you stopped fucking going. Yeah. Sorry, right over. And yep, yep. Yeah. You're right. Okay, other questions? Well, that was it. Oh, no, sorry, no, we didn't have one more. Sorry, we have one more. Oh, my phone isn't opening now. Uh, Rick Kidd, Rick Kidd, I love the uh, Irwin Allen disaster movies from the 70s. If you were making a disaster movie, what would be the disaster and who would you cast as what? Coronavirus. No, you, 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 coronavirus movie. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Going obvious there. Go then, who would you cast in the director? Oh, I don't know. Give me a minute. Ian. Um, I want uh mutated apes that aren't smart they're just fucking lethal um did you see that what is it one that that thing about all those monkeys that went mental and started having like a gang war and yep. in what is it yep because they can't get any like r- like leftover food like from tourists and shit so they've all just turned on each other for survival yeah and they just had to make a massive gang fight all these monkeys in the middle of the street have you heard about you know those I can't remember what they're called, but those giant deadly birds that they are in Australia. Oh, God. Everything's deadly in Australia. Well, yeah. Hang on. Um, Sorry, carry on. Go on, bud. I I want all the monkeys motion captured by Eddie Redmayne. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want want him to be doing his voice from Jupiter Ascending as well? I am the monkey. (laughs) Castle Yes. They're the world's most dangerous bird. And because a lot of their habitats 
and food supply is going they're sort of venturing closer and closer to to pick up children residential residential areas yeah are they big enough to pick up a child they, they're attacking people are they big enough to literally lift they're a child up and run away and fly away with it they're fucking huge they're trying to break into people's houses and stuff like like rob people like breaking to steal food and stuff i was reading that about it the other day i try to pick a lock actually i'm going with that that's my disaster movie <laughs> My disaster movie is... They're two metres tall. Well, 1.8 metres tall. Tall. Show me a picture. Fuck off, they're huge. Can I find a picture of it again? That's a picture of one attacking a man. That guy, that fucking bird's going to kick the shit out of that man. It is. Um, It's like a kangaroo with feathers. Look at the fucking state of that. Terrifying. That's not real. It is. Fuck off. Right. Uh, Mine... Would be what um, would be literally this calls the fall of cinema. It's directed by Chris <laughs> Nolan, right? And the speech that I just gave is given by David Lynch. I'd watch that to be fair. Yeah, but he's dressed yeah. as a giant papa bod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh dear. Anyway. <laughs> Well, well, this is this has been a show. <laughs> that's not fuck off. That's not real. It's fucking real. That's not. That's something in a suit. I mean, it isn't. That's some fucking mean-looking bird. Why has it got a fish on its head? A fish. It's got a fish attached to its head. If there was a god, he was based to fuck <laughs> when he made that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Literally, he watched Land of the Lost, <laughs> got baked, and went and went. Bring me an emu, bring me a fish, right? Bring me a fucking turkey and bring me a peacock, because I am baked to fuck. We're making a new bird. (laughs) That was someone's kid designed a fucking animal in heaven, and they went, fuck it, there we go. It's on a stamp. Yeah. It looks like the thing that lives on top of the, um, what's its head in Labyrinth. It does. It does, yeah. Jesus, that's terrifying. Why does Australia exist? I, mean, I don't know how it survived. Because you know, By killing clear. everything else <laughs> by the looks of it. No, 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 not the bird. Australia. Oh, right, yeah. Australia how do people survive in there? Yeah. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? You opened your door and that was there. I would just give it the keys to my house. 5.6 feet is... is. It's 5 foot 6. That's taller than me. It's 5 foot 6. Yes. The third tallest bird after the emu and the ostrich. Fucking hell. Australia's mental. I never want to go there. <laughs> At all. Jesus Christ, that's that is my literally the fuel of my nightmare. So it's got another face in its mouth. He's laughing. Jesus Christ. Right, now that we've scared Mark, um coming up on next week's show, we will be reviewing Netflix original Spanish language thriller thing the platform. Uh we'll hopefully talk about my spy. And uh, you know, we'll 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 see what else. Um we are podsyndicate.com, uh planning on recording uh playing it forward for the bonus feed this coming Friday. 
Um, we will be covering Hollow Man, Cold in July, The Howling, and The American Friend. Uh, so that's an eclectic selection. Um, I'll be doing some streaming of Doom Eternal on the YouTube channel uh, before the week is out. Uh, Mark has finally bought World War Z, so yes. we'll be doing we'll be doing some uh, streaming of that at some point in the near future, I reckons. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And uh, yeah, stay safe, stay healthy. For the love of fucking God, just, you know, try and minimise your contact with other people as much as you can while staying sane. And, hey? Wash your damn hands. Yep, yep, wash your hands. Catch it, Absolutely. All that kind of stuff. No, she's right. Fair play. Um, And, yeah, we'll speak to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.